This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome to the Spring Training Has Actually Started edition of Sharing Socks. I'm uh, Southside Sox duty geezer Lee Allen. With me, my son and West Coast correspondent, Will, who I think is the only male under the age of 40 which is, who is not on the White Sox spring training invite list. <laughs> and I'm pretty bitter about it. <laughs> you should be. I mean, I don't know who got it's. It's so long. I, I've got the roster over here. Good God. <laughs> that... I can't remember half the guys. One thing we should say before we forget anything else, we're recording this on Tuesday the twenty. I mean Thursday the twenty second, which is the day before the first spring training game. Yeah, they've been there three days in their game against the Cubs on Friday. Uh, but yeah. it is today. Tim Anderson uh, found a home. Uh, Tim has a contract pending physical, but it shouldn't be a problem uh, with Miami. Yeah, and which is actually a, a spot we kind of had talked about him potentially going to. Yeah. Um, yeah. He kind of fits there. They have a whole infield mess problem of nobody who can play defense. Um, uh, well, that's how I was going to say it's the same thing. He's, he's going to, I, and I hope he got along with Jake because Jake Berger's at third, and I hope they got along last year. And it wasn't a, well, you should have got that. No, you should have got that thing. Yeah. But I'm presuming that's not the case where Miami would not have gone into this. It's a $5 million contract. That's a big letdown from what he's been making. But, uh, it is exactly what I predicted, though. I predicted a oh. one-year, five million dollar deal. I don't know what Miami's going to do with an infield of Jake Berger, Tim Anderson, Luis Arise, and Josh Bell. I, I guess you just, I guess you tell your pitchers we're going for fly balls this year because <laughs> fly balls that, and strikeouts, baby. <laughs> that is a hysterically terrible <laughs> defensive lineup. I mean, that well, is. If Tim, if Tim wants to show that he has not lost any range. Having to get between Jake and Arias will show he can really cover ground. <laughs> I, I hope he's hitting leg day hard at the gym because he's going to have to cover two-thirds of the infield, and I don't think he can. Um, I mean, good for Tim. I think it's great. Yes, absolutely. I'm, glad, I'm glad he found something. I actually honestly think it's a pretty good money deal for him because I kind of think his options were a deal like this or a really embarrassing deal or no deal at all, and this wasn't – Either of those things, it's a it's a very fair deal for a guy who's been it's, good. They but probably got some incentive money in, in there too that hasn't been announced yet. You know, until he gets the whole thing. That's quite possible. But most importantly, he is going to have a place to play, and he's going to have a chance to redeem himself uh, from the last year, year and a half. And 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 it's not the White Sox, and I think he for both the team and for mostly for Jim, he had to get away. Yes, absolutely. I mean, even if they offered him something, he need to get away. Uh, yeah, it, it's just just bad vibes, really bad. And Miami, vibes. Miami is kind of a a place where you can, even if you're doing horribly, you can be forgotten. You know, there's there's they're going to be okay, and no one's going to be paying attention to them. So uh, unless Arias is paying attention to anybody, it'll be Arias. Yeah. yeah, Arias is the guy who's, who's going to be paid attention. But if Jake hits 52 homes, 
Or Bell. For yeah. that. They both can hit the ball a long way. Oh, uh, I mean, that is that infield can hit. Don't get me wrong. They can really hit. The problem is they don't, don't know what to do if a baseball comes in their direction on the ground. Uh, so it'll be interesting, but good for Tim. I think it's good that he's starting a new chapter. Ho- I-, I hope he does really well, actually. I would love to see him have a huge bounce back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it would, uh, it would be terrific. I do think he's a good ball player, and, you know, unfortunately he's probably not going to move to second because I don't know who they're no, there's somebody there. Sure. There's somebody there who's, who's um, taking that bounce. The one talk was maybe they move Arias to first and move Tim to second, keep Berger at third and pick up a defensive shortstop somewhere and just have Bell be the DH, which is a better option. But I don't know who that guy's going to be, that Miami's going to go out and get who's who's a great defensive shortstop. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just there's nobody out there. Um, so I think Tim is going to be a shortstop, which I don't think is great for Tim moving forward. But – he could prove us all wrong. He has in the past, and maybe he'll prove us all wrong again. We'll see how it goes. But congrats, Tim. Another, another. Uh, we should we should bring him before I forget because uh, could happen if we get into other matters. Uh, Liam Hendricks is yeah. the Red Sox two year contract, which you had to be because he's going to miss most, possibly all. We hope just if not all. Yeah. yeah, but possibly all to 2024. So he's there along with uh, uh, Lucas Giolito. So they've got buddies and buddies on the pitching staff. I think I think well, Liam would be just fine because Liam's fine, I mean, other than health. Uh, I think Giolito's going to have a bounce back. Even though he I... was with his buddy and his old high school coach and everything uh, with the White Sox. And yes, he was horrible once he left. I mean, what? He would. He, he was pretty decent for the Sox last year, and then once they got rid of him at the trading deadline, he was awful for. for yeah, teams. he he was just lost in the in the whole fray of moving around and dealing with new coaches and all that. I I actually agree as well. I think uh, I think Giolito is probably going to have a bit of a bounce back. I think Hendricks, once he gets out there, is going to do very well in Boston. I I mean the fan base is going to embrace the hell out of that guy. And you know, playing him. Oh, he's a Boston different. guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he may be from Australia, but he he's he's a Red Sox Nation guy. Yes, he is. Bo- he is Australian. Yeah, he will he will definitely fit in with that fan base. They will amp him up like nobody's business. Playing in Fenway, it's just it's a whole different world from playing at, at guaranteed rate. It is a it is a different ball game. I realize the Red Sox haven't been great the last couple of years, but the fan base is just always there and always loud. So I, I actually, they, they bring, they bring it when the, when the Red Sox are down here, uh, they bring huge numbers. If it's in the oh, summer yeah. and kids are off and whatnot, we've done that. We've gone to Red Sox games at, at, at the Gurf or whatever stadium it was at any given time. And you get on the red line coming back and it's you and Red Sox jerseys with the whole thing. Absolutely. They're headed downtown to their hotels. Yeah, Red Sox Nation is is nothing to mess with. They're they're actually coming out to Dodger Stadium this year, which will be a lot of fun. That'll be a tough ticket. Uh, but I do think Giolito will will probably bounce back under under a new coaching regime and playing in Boston, where people support a team even if they're not doing well because people seem you know ownership seems to care about baseball there uh, goes a long way. 
And then I, you know, I hope Liam's back sooner rather than later. But I think when he comes back, he's going to be throwing fire. I, I do. Yeah, when I he gets that Boston you know, crowd. Oh. Yeah. I hope the Red Sox are sensible. And I think they will be. The White Sox are, have done multiple times, brought guys back too soon. Multiple times, ruined, ruined pitchers for a season because they brought them back too soon, especially from Tommy John. Uh, Garrett Crochet, anybody. Uh, but I hope the Red Sox don't do that because the earliest they can come back is, is August. That's a year. Uh, 14 months is kind of a better thing, and he's an older guy now. Uh, it may be best if he doesn't pitch at least until September. I, I think uh, it's extremely unlikely you'd see him before September. Uh, the main reason being that Boston will not need him back. Uh, there, there will be no reason for him to come back in August versus coming back in September and honestly versus coming back in 2025. Like if, if what you really want is a great Liam Hendricks, wait until you can get the great Liam Hendricks because Boston, that AL East, it ain't going to be the Red Sox at the top. <laughs> it, it might not be the Red Sox in the middle. There might be only one place for that Red Sox team in the AL East this year. So, I, Whereas I they would win the AL Central going away. They would win. They would have 112 wins in the AL Central. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, in the AL East, I, you, you got to – oh, gosh. It's, it's like last year was tough, and now you're looking at it this year, and you're like, oh, crap, the Yankees got better. Baltimore got better. Uh, Toronto might have gotten better. You're like, I, I just – if. if the Rays are somehow always around. I, I don't even know who's on the Rays anymore because they all seem to have gone somewhere else. But, uh, yeah, Boston's not going to need Hendricks back early or anything like that. So I'm hoping they really give him a chance to heal, really give him a chance to to get back in it. Because I do think if we get to see Liam Hendricks close out games at Fenway against the Yankees, we are going to get a lot of things that the TV uh, crew is going to have to bleep out, and that's going to be a <laughs> lot of fun. I love, love, love Liam Hendricks. I those, love those him. aren't cuss words; they're just Australian dialect. <laughs> it, that's exactly it. It's just he's just yelling like Foster's Australian for beer, and they're like, "Oh, we don't have an agreement with Foster's. You can't be yelling out Foster's during these games. We're a we're a Bud Light team." Um, but yeah, I'm I'm glad that Giolito's got a home where I think he can improve. I'm glad Hendricks uh, is in a good situation. I'm glad that TA uh, finally got a deal in Miami as well. I I think things are looking very good for the White Sox guys who aren't on the White Sox. <laughs> Spe- speaking of one who might not be on the White Sox at any given time, uh, it looks like the season is going to start the season. Uh, oh, he's definitely starting the season with the Sox. I. I- don't believe he'll be there after July 31st. Uh, but uh, and it's interesting that Baltimore didn't really thought, because they've been talking with Baltimore and talking with Baltimore, and then Kyle Bradish went down. So all of a sudden, the Orioles had lost their best starter, really. Uh, and yes, they'd, they've gotten a replacement, but they needed starters before that. So yeah. – uh, would not be surprised if they're still talking with Baltimore in some way. Apparently, uh, Getz has decided that Cease is Cy Young himself, and as a result, uh, demanding all kinds of bizarre things. I think, well, you're out in L.A. He wanted, what they wanted from the Dodgers wasn't just wasn't going to happen. 
Uh, yeah, of course not. I, I mean, I, I think Getz is correct in asking for a lot because the White sure, have nothing. Sure. So they need to be asking for a lot for the few guys that they have that are any good. Uh, otherwise, what are you trading them for? I mean, you, you have to be trading a guy like Dylan Cease to set up the future. So you really need to get a lot out of them. I mean, the hope honestly, is that Dylan Cease pitches for the White Sox for a few months and is the best he's ever been. And then the White Sox are actually going to be able to get the kind of haul that they're asking for. People people spend bigger at the deadline. I, I could see that happening. But if Cease comes out now and is throwing, you know, in the 4.2, 4.5 ERA range, if the stuff's not there... Then you're talking about Dylan Cease maybe and, and, not leaving the White Sox. Even more than the RA, if he's still walking four guys every nine innings, if he, if it's still taking him a hundred pitches uh, to get through five innings, totally, uh, totally. Those those things which have been the real bane of Dylan Cease. I mean, even when he's even in 2022 when he's pitching great, it took him forever to get through a game because. For some I could reason. be wrong, but I think if you go back and listen to some of our episodes in the past, we, that's what we were uh, talking about regularly. We've talked regularly. about this every time. Yeah, he is, his I mean, efficiency and, is and unbelievable. He's he's virtually unhittable. So why don't you just throw the damn ball in the strike zone? I mean, yeah, I don't mean straight down the middle, but you know, there's a lot of room there. Yeah, the <laughs> why, the why commands play off the corners. And once once you get two strikes, every ball has to be a, a slider that the catcher is diving for. Uh, why you you don't? And then you walk him. How many times have we seen Dylan Cease go o two and walk a guy? Yeah, it's he crazy. Need to he can strike him out. He can get him to hit a little ground ball. He can do all kinds. He's a great pitcher if he throws strikes. But, I mean, I do understand uh, from a pitcher's perspective slightly. The idea that if you can't throw a pitch that gets the guy to hit it only to center field, you might not want them to hit it to the White Sox <laughs> defense. You know, if, if Dylan Cease could figure out a pitch that guarantees a fly ball to Luis Robert, then he'd probably be Cy Young. Uh, but that's a tough thing to do. But obviously, that is not the entire mindset behind how he's pitching. The command is just terrible. The strategy has just been terrible. So I hope that Dylan is able to get some good uh, outings so that they can flip him for something for the future. Because this White Sox maybe team... Maybe Brian Bannister is, is this new pitching whatever the hell he is. He's, he's got a good reputation. Maybe he can come up with something to convince Cease on, on how to pitch differently. I mean, I'll, you just need a guy who says, you know, strikes are better than balls. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just think they need a big sign in the dugout and in the bullpen that says, strikes are better than balls pitchers only um and so that the pitchers will go out there thinking maybe i should th- throw yeah, some strikes these can throw strikes that's the thing that's really frustrating michael kopeck can't throw strikes right i mean i hope he can this year but last year he just couldn't i mean i don't care how much he was trying to put it belt high in the middle of the plate he he just had no control and we just have to hope that comes back well i mean and of course, you're worried about trying to strike out everybody. Liam Hendricks talked about that. I'm trying to strike out everybody because nobody can catch the damn ball. I love yeah. Liam. <laughs> I, love I know. I know. But that shouldn't happen this year. They they may they may not score more than one run a game, but the defense should be. I mean, Vaughn is blah. I Vaughn. Mean, he's, <laughs> he's, he's he's the equivalent of a 40 year old first baseman. 
Uh, so he's not good, and that's not going to help. I love Nicky Lopez. I know he can't hit, and, and I know sure as hell can't hit for power. But I love watching Nicky Lopez play baseball. He's a really good defensive second baseman. And yeah, he's smart. totally. That's he smart on the bases. Uh, I mean, he's a, he's a potential gold glove second baseman. I, oh, yeah, I mean, there's really not a good. lot of great second basemen to begin with, but he is a potential gold glove finalist second baseman if he, if he gets the opportunity, and, and he will. Uh, Paul Young is going to be a big step up defensively at Shores, well, or also offensively because Tim was so bad last year, but a down step from Tim of, of previous years, a big, big, big down step because he can't hit either. But he's a, a solid shortstop. So you're going to be solid there. Yuan, when his back is not absolutely awful, which unfortunately for third baseman can be always. Uh, yeah. It does amazing things at third base. He was not consistent last year. Uh, he when Yuan his- is healthy and in the mood to play baseball, and you got to hope that he somehow finds that mood on a team that's going to lose 100 games. Uh, I mean, when he is locked in at third base – He's as good as anybody else, oh, yeah. but he but he is very often hurt and very often not locked in at third base because the it's been a miserable organization to work for and he hasn't been excited to go to work and I I don't blame him necessarily but I'm hoping there's some sort of chemistry that happens that gets these guys to want to play because I agree that the infield defense should be significantly better. Which means even if they are horrible, and then I have every reason to believe they're going to be horrible. I mean, I think 100-plus losses. You're much more watchable if your defense is good. It's yeah, horrible. It's, it's been, for years now, been terrible to watch this team because the defense is so awful. And they just have stupid, not just bad hands, uh, bad routes, which was the consistency yeah. in the outfield, but just bad decisions, man, where you throw it. Oh, guys. Now, uh, uh, in the outfield, of course, you're going to have Ben Attendee, who had been a good defensive outfielder until he came to the Sox. Yeah. Uh, that Luis at center is great. And I just hope he can stay motivated. He wasn't in 2022. Then he yeah. got hurt in 2022. But last year, somehow, despite the team being so rotten and still having terrible defense on both sides, but he decided, well, I'm going to play my game. Boy, he was great defense players. I, I think Luis is. I think Luis is going to stay motivated because he is now at the point where he's looking at a massive payday in his future if he can he sure keep is. up these metrics. Because he's, you know, ESP or MLB had him as the twenty seventh best player in baseball. He has the skill set to be top fifteen, and you know, when you get to that range, you're looking at an absurd amount of money coming your way. So, I, I think he'll stay motivated. The right field, uh, uh, Chris Getz was pretty much indicating. Now, we haven't even started spring training games yet, but as it stands going in, that it's going to be Dominic Fletcher for uh, the vast majority of the time. Uh, Fletcher's an interesting case because he hit three, 301 uh, last year in Arizona. Yeah. yeah. And you go, small wow, sample, guy, yeah. guy. Yeah, very small sample. And the Bad thing about Dominic Fletcher last year was in mid-May, he was hitting 450. So, and he was not in the majors the whole rest of the season. Small sample the rest of the season dragged him down from 450 to 301. 
So yeah. he really had this incredibly hot start. It was almost like he got 30 for 30 to start the season. Incredible. And then not much. So the question is, was he hurt? Uh, some other factor going on? Or, which happens 90% of the time with rookies, did the league figure him out? Yeah, I mean, and it's, and if it's, it's the most likely the, the latter. Um, yeah, I, I think so, Obviously, too. you and I have not watched endless hours of Diamondbacks minor league footage, so I don't have an answer here. Um, but my guess would be it's the latter, that that guy's just figured out what he can't hit. And But, you know, when guys figure out what you can't hit, you can you always adjust. spend a lot of time working on it. So yeah. I, I'm not going to write him off. I mean, there there is potential there. It's It could be a very interesting pickup, and it, it could pay off greatly. I, I have no idea. We really should take our break here because we have to talk about the $1 billion elephant in the room. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so hang in there. We we'll be right to back. start on that, but instead we talk baseball. How foolish. I know. I know. Uh, we'll be right back on Sharing Socks. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Sharing Socks. We actually talked quite a bit of baseball in the first half, uh, which, you know, for this offseason, it was nice to have something to kind of talk about. Uh, But what we really need to talk about is, as I mentioned before, the $1 billion elephant in the room, the new stadium ideas. Uh, We talked about, uh, you know, the, the, what's, what's the neighborhood called again? The, The 78. That's well, what I thought. That's, that's, that's a fake name. That's the developer's name. That's not real. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was 78 or 79. Uh, I was probably thinking of a Braves jersey number when I was getting to 79. Uh, but there have been some developments of rather comical proportions uh, <laughs> from our lovely, lovely owner, uh, Jerry Reinstorf, who just seems to get worse every day. Uh, but do you want to talk about what's going on out there? Yeah, well, the, the essence of it is, of course, they got up. They said, oh, well, we want a billion dollars. And it turns out the billion is not even the total. It's kind of a billion plus the infrastructure, which may be another half a billion plus uh, the tax credits. and what the, they, they want all the tax revenues, all the sales tax revenues of anything in that space. And they they want to they want to chip, so they're not paying any taxes at all because you know Jerry Reinstrup doesn't pay taxes, and the guy the guy who essentially owns uh, the, the parent company of, uh, of of the of the owners of that lot, uh, Stephen Ross, he is by profession a tax attorney as well, and he's eighty three. So he and Reinstorf at the same time wow. back when the tax laws changed on commercial property. Both got into it because it was a huge ripoff of the rest of America, where it's this deal where you could you build something and then instead of just getting to depreciate it, you sell it and then you lease back. I mean, it's and you get like twice the things it's like professional sports gets double depreciation, which is insane. Yeah. Uh, and, and the strangest thing about that is it was Bill Vec who ran that court case, and Bill Vec had no money at all and no no need for the depreciation. <laughs> And he saved all these billions and billions for the billionaires. But anyway, so Reinsdorf was 
Again, we're talking on Thursday. He was in Springfield on Wednesday. Uh, the legislature and the governor are not talking that they're real thrilled about putting any money into it. Uh, uh, they could Why would they? No, no. Uh, meanwhile, the mayor, who is an idiot, I mean, Brandon Johnson is an idiot. His, his I think he's 30% approval rating, depends on what poll you're taking, but it's 20 to 30% on any given thing. The city's got these huge problems, including the migrant thing, which is not his fault or the city's fault at all. It's just something that came up that you have to take care of unless you wish to have people starve in the streets. Uh, and he's out there talking like, oh, yeah, well, we need to talk about this. It's a good thing for the city. It's a wonderful thing for the city. The Stephen Ross is worth $10.5 billion, maybe a little more than that now, uh, according to Forbes. I think wow. that was last year. He's probably over $11 billion now because the stock market's way up. Uh, and then Jerry's about $2.4 billion. If this is such a good deal, and they're going, well, you're going to get $600 trillion of extra added sales <laughs> going on in the city. Five million people a year are going to come to this place, which is more than two and a half times with the White Sox draw. So they're apparently just coming to enjoy uh, the 10 acres of park they're going to put in. Uh, which, by the way, they're coming to theoretically going to spend all that money to come see a team that you've shown no sign of actually trying to win. Yes. Because uh, that's what really gets people pumped about teams is losing. I was say, you know, if you, and, and then Grindsdorf again was threatening the move. Now, he did not threaten. Uh, he was uh, talking to Cranes, which broke the story in the first place a few weeks ago. And he said, he didn't threaten to move the team himself. There he is. He's going to be 88 in this next week. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he is a con artist. He, he's a, yeah. such a vile, vile human being. That that he can't. <laughs> well, you know, I could die, and and if I die, uh, and he has told that he's been on record that he's told his kids sell the socks, keep the bulls, sell the socks, uh, and we sell the team. They could go owners who move it out of state. They may for a while because if they're down at guaranteed rate, they you can't possibly win. I mean, he has every excuse. You can't win if you play at this field. You know what? If you win, that field will fill up. And you also get yeah. 70 plus acres of parking revenue, which you're, I think they're looking at putting 4,000 spots on the current plant. Really? Everybody's going to take public transportation? Have they ever met a Chicagoan? Yeah. <laughs> Have they ever, or a suburbanite? Have they ever wow. met? I mean, there are probably 10 suburbanites that come to Wrigley Field on public transportation. Oh, that's wrong because I see them, I see them come down on the red line. But, uh, <laughs> It's but it's still, it's still mostly it's people driving. Portion. They all yeah. drive, and they, they pay the people that are out in the street their little sign saying, Cubs parking, $30. Easy and, and out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 4,000 parking spots is all that? Yeah, originally proposing? it was seven. Now, it, now it's 4,000 that's going to be in there. I don't Dodgers know have 16,000, and it's still a mess. So oh. 4,000 parking spots, that's laughable. Yeah, it, it's 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 <laughs> that's not what it's going to be. They're not going to have the ten acres of public space in the end. That's going to go to parking. They're not yep. going to have all these other things there. It's going to go to parking. So I, I just hope it never goes. But the thing is, if it's such a good deal, why don't Reinsdorf and Ross take their companies and do it? Because if they're if they're talking about you're going to have a trillion dollars in sales tax, that means you're going to have ten trillion dollars in sales. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if you're going to have that kind of sales, boy, I'd want to own that. Mark Cuban, and I, I 
got a piece that I'm putting up on Southside Sox that's that's Reinsdorf and Ross going to Shark Tank, which I hope is fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when Mark Cuban sold the the Mavs, what he said was the future, and because they don't own it, you know that's that's a municipally owned building, and and they and the stars pay pay rent that much much more rent than than Jerry pays for a baseball stadium and seventy acres of parking. Uh, each of those teams pays more than twice as much rent. So wow. four times as much right for for basketball slash hockey. Uh, but at any rate, uh, he said he sold them because the future of sports ownership is when you can control the neighborhood to get all the entertainment and restaurants. So this is what, which is fine. But yeah. they want to own all of this, but they want, and I understand in Los Angeles, you don't give a damn what your taxes are, uh, what our taxes <laughs> are. They, you care what your taxes are, you don't care what ours are. Uh but it's insane, insane. And I've, I've written twice, and I'll write, write as much as I Put it to a vote. Put Jerry to a vote. Yeah. Instead of Johnson going, oh, well, we have to consider everybody because he's an idiot. Well, do do the thing for your citizens. Put it to a vote. Uh, come up with a title of, you know, a billion dollars. should The city of Chicago put a billion dollars into a, a stadium toy. Uh, get neutral language. You know, don't don't put language in that that says, should we give yeah, a billion, billion dollars to two billionaires who don't need the money? You know, unfair on that side. Or on the other side, should we have this project which will bring in all kinds of exciting and brilliant money? Use use the figures that, that they put out about jobs. Survey and, bias would be a lie the, and a the lie and a there. lie and a lie. They have lied about everything. Jerry Reinsdorf is a liar. I don't know Stephen Ross, but apparently he's a liar too. And <laughs> and and maybe he's not. Maybe it's just, that's all some some thing outside. Ross Ross owns the Dolphins, incidentally. He actually owns them. Jerry doesn't even own the White Sox. He owns nineteen percent. Just he's such ah. a control freak. He had it written up so that he makes every single decision, and nobody else is allowed to have a say. It just anything. blows my mind that this team and this organization of this city is held hostage by a guy who owns 19%. And remember, they paid $20 million in 1991. Or 80, uh, 81. Uh, $20 million. So he has maybe $4 million sunk into this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And their, their evaluation uh, and now would be in the billions. He, he complains all the time, but he doesn't make no. He's been making money on it hand over fist for the last... 43 years. And if you uh, really want to make the money, Jerry, sell the team. Because sell. they're sell the worth team. over they, a billion they're, they're dollars. To, you put in, you put two in billion. Four, four million. Forbes has them at just over $2 billion. My goodness. Because he never well, can't pay taxes. Be, he just refuses to pay taxes. Because uh, we're supposed to pay tax money to him. He doesn't pay it out to help the general. That's community. right. That, that wouldn't be right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, why don't you just give the team to the city? Then you don't have capital gains taxes. You, you don't have depreciation recovery. You don't have any of these things. Charitable donation. You can yeah. make that up until you die. That's a big fat write-off, <laughs> too. Write off all, all your profits from the bulls and the and from your the big commercial projects that you've got, commercial real estate projects. Uh, and, and just give it to the city. If you don't trust the city, give it to the United States. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. It's yeah, it's it's and absolutely. And you pay, you pay no taxes. That's a hell of a tax break right there. <laughs> yeah, it's what he prefers. 
I I mean, I when I saw that number that he wants one billion in, in public money uh, from the city of Chicago, and, and really, really more. Right. Yeah, that's just the smokescreen number. I. I mean, I laughed at first because I thought certainly this is a joke. I was double checking the source to make sure it wasn't the onion because the idea that anybody is going to get a billion dollars from the city of Chicago, even more so the idea that anybody thinks they should get a billion dollars from the city of Chicago, a city that has, you know, a city we love endlessly. We, We have nothing but love for the city of Chicago, but it has so many problems and fixing the White Sox is not one of them, and it should not be one of them, and it certainly should not fall on the citizens of Chicago to foot any part of this bill whatsoever. I don't care how much money they're claiming it's going to bring in. Time and time again, people make these projections, and all we hear is that oh, it didn't there, reach been, the projection. Dozens, dozens of studies by all kinds of very reputable sources that say it never pays. Never, yeah. never, never comes close to paying. Never, 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 never. I mean, look pay. at the, look at the NASCAR debacle from this past year. When, when they ran the NASCAR race in Chicago, they made nothing. They made nothing. There were all these projections that it's going to bring in millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. They made nothing. People didn't come. It rained. It was a disaster. They're going to do it again. So, you know, it's just, uh, obviously, I'm almost always mad at whoever is in charge of things. Um, But please, Mayor Johnson, for the love of God, do not, do not bend over for these guys. You you have to, you have to put your foot down and say, we are not going to make the the people of Chicago pay for this stadium. Pay anything, anything. Pay anything. Pay anything, and they shouldn't. They absolutely should not. The citizens should not be paying for this. These are billionaires with a private company. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to give you tax money. I'm not going to give tax money to to you know Chase Bank so they can build a new bank, even though I use Chase Bank. Why why am I giving money, tax money, to a, a sports team that is doing nothing for the city in return? Nothing. I mean, Reinsdorf is as far from helpful to this community as you can be. The team does not win. There's nothing interesting going on. It, it's They're kind of an embarrassment. The Cubs are already better than them again after a rebuild. There is no reason whatsoever that the people of Chicago should be willing to do this. We both, you used to live, we live in the Wrigley neighborhood. I have nothing good to say about the owners of the Cubs. The, the not at all. Had nothing. But they asked for $200 million for renovations at Wrigley. The city said no. Yeah. The city said repeatedly no. The city gave them nothing. Actually, the city gave them a hard time on some of the plans that they had in order to cross over going across the park from a hotel to the stadium and this kind of thing. The city said no on a, on a lot of these things. So the city gave them zilch. And they didn't have a problem. They no, taken over look, half it worked out just fine. They've, they've got they got half a Lakeview. They've, they've got their, their big sports. Of, and that's another thing that I'm sure would go into the 78. A lot of it, the entertainment, because I'm not sure what entertainment goes next to a ball club besides a bar that has It'll be gambling. Band. It's going to be their sports betting arena. 
That's what's yeah. going to go there. Like, and I, I really dislike the one up at Wrigley, just archi- I, not philosophically, architecturally. I mean, they've, they've got this yeah. class monstrosity right on one corner of the Wrigley block. And I think that's just terrible. So they did a, yeah. After they did a nice job with the additions that they put on the clerk side, uh, the small parking garage for staff and players and whatnot, and then a few things down there like a Starbucks and whatever, but it, it's attractive. And they put out a little park and everything. Very nice. Uh, have concerts there, little small time concerts in the summer. Uh, yeah. And then they put up this piece of crap to get the betters in. But anyhow, that's an entirely different thing. But I, I kind of have that. He's got to have that in mind that, that it's the betting money. That that's oh, of course. But like, how delusional do you have to be after watching what happened to the Cubs? A, a team that constantly sells tickets is contending these days, or at least making an effort to contend after winning a World Series just, you know, uh, I guess at this point it was eight years ago. Uh, What makes you think that the White Sox deserve five times as much money from the city than the Cubs were asking for? A, A team that is beloved across the nation is the Cubs. The White Sox... For no good reason, but they are. <laughs> For no good reason, but they are. It's a brand thing. But the the White Sox, I mean, come on. What 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 are you possibly giving us in return? In reality, this is such an insane, greedy, disgusting ask. I, I mean, I'm pissed that they even asked. It, it, yeah, it's I mean, obviously, when they, when they when they ask for that much money, they're they're going to come down and go. Well, we wanted a billion, but we settled for just five hundred million. That that's that's where they're headed. Yeah. That uh, five. Screw the five hundred million. Screw a hundred million. Uh, screw their new CTA station. There's a CTA. If they went there, there's a CTA station on Roosevelt, which is two blocks away, uh, which is about the distance from a CTA station to the girth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, and yeah, it's it's. I mean, if I were this city, I would say, you know, we're not giving you any of this money, and you have to build the CTA station with your money as well. You know, this is this if you is want just, one. If you want one, yeah. If you want one, you have to build it. We will we will help manage and run it once it's up, but you have to do all of this because you have to give something to the city of Chicago and, to and do this. One one, one that uh, was the case. And the, and the Cuban case, because we're reading about Cuba. Cuban didn't do it. It was Ross Perot who got the arena in Dallas. Cuban just bought the team later. But part of that deal was all coast overruns paid for by the team. So the, the city and state or whoever was involved could not pay any more money than what they said. All coast overruns, all renovations, all repairs, everything to the two teams, the, the Stars and the Mavs. Uh, that was not the case. It's not the case at Soldier Field. It's not the case at the Girth. All yep. the coast overruns ended up going to the public. All the, they had repairs with the Yang. They still owe tons of money 30 years later on, on the stadium for the White Sox. Plus, uh, the city's been tossing in the last two years an extra $36 million just because God. of be beyond, beyond the 2% hotel tax, an extra $36 million that it does not have. But that's the way that contract was driven up. What what I've read is, you know, everybody, every team and every major league level sport is after the money and grasping as much as they can because they're all greedy, grasping billionaires out there. 
who think they have a right to public money. Uh, but I've read that this is the worst deal ever. That the, 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 the Illinois Sports Utility Authority and the way it was drawn up and the way the contracts were arranged are the worst deals ever, even though it's not as much money as many of them. They're already, yeah. I mean, Buffalo's got a billion dollars. But in the nature of the deal, it is the worst ever because of how much the White Sox do not pay in rent. You know, it's factored on ticket sales, but it averages about one and a half million a year. If you just owned that land, you'd be paying maybe five or six times that much in property tax. Right. Uh, it's it's nuts. Yeah. And I mean, I, I am all for your idea that you – you just we make this decision now. You put it to a vote to the the people of Chicago. I I think if you created a fair, fairly phrased ballot on this initiative, I think I honestly think you could hit ninety five percent now. I I just do not see a world where the people of Chicago, including White Sox fans, approve of the city going in for a no. billion dollars on this no I, I i read a lot of white sucks blog sites or you know news sites that report on white i get the sun times online now which i couldn't before as a paywall it's not, it's not there anymore because i get there anyhow like, so i get the sometimes and the trip and can read responses in there uh and it's white Sox fans these are places where only white Sox fans are reading and the vast majority are no there are some insane ones well we're giving $40 million to illegals. Uh, you know, so why can't we give a billion to, to the whites? You know, that kind of thing. There's, there's That is, that's a whole other level of delusion that we won't go into on our, yeah. on our baseball podcast. But yeah, there, but those people yeah, are going to be but there are those kind of people. But yeah. mostly White Sox fans, dedicated. I've been a White Sox fan for over half a century. Uh, dedicated White Sox fans saying, no, just no. That's the no. answer is no. I, I mean, I told I, I worked with another White Sox fan over at the Dodgers as well. We're we're both incognito, and uh, you know, we both said we'd rather they leave. We 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 love Chicago so much that we would rather the White Sox leave than make the people of Chicago have to pay for this thing. It's just completely unfair. It's sickening, and I I just don't know. Every time I think Reinsdorf can't possibly get worse. He chuckles and then one-ups himself. And it is it is disgusting. That is all the time we have for well, this I got, week. I've got to point out one thing here. I've got to okay. I'll write this up. I am wearing my Sandlot Junkyard Dog shirt. The beast. And I'm wearing, wearing that because I think White Sox are down to a Sandlot team. And the Sandlot is best, is the most that the city of Chicago should give to Jerry Reinsdorf. And I actually think they should charge him for the sandlot. But yes, I I, I agree. I think our ceiling on how much Chicago will get involved is we'll give you a sandlot. And and that's what it should be. But thank you all so much for listening. Spring training is starting. Well, the spring training started, uh, but the games are starting this week. It's going to be our first chance to see some of these guys in action. Uh, It's going to be a lot of guys you'll recognize from baseball cards that you threw away. Uh, But you never know. I, I... you know, that, that thing inside of me right a, now is saying... There's 100 guys that are non-roster invitees, at least 100, so... Who knows? Who knows? So, while I don't have high hopes by any means, as you can tell, I'm not writing them off yet. 
I, I, you never know what could happen. I mean, the Sandlot, I'm going to go back to the Sandlot reference to close. When those fancy kids who all were on the fancy baseball team with their cool jerseys and their nice field, when they came in and challenged the Sandlot scrubs to a game, I, I think the Sandlot kids put up like 47 home runs in that game. So, you know, we could be the Sandlot. We, we need our Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Uh, we, we have a lot of Scott Smalls, a lot of Michael Squints Palladorises this year. But if it all comes together, you, you can win some ball games. So uh, we'll leave on that somewhat delusional positive note and catch you next time right here on Sharing Socks.